Shalom, shalom. Welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the spirit. I hope you are blessed and encouraged in Yeshua today. Hallelujah. It's so good to be home and it's so good to get uh, in the studio and to spend a little bit of time lifting up the name of Yeshua together so that uh, we can uh, have some encouragement. Amen. Um, I got back uh, about uh, five o'clock in the morning from my trip to Dubai. I was there for about 10 days. Um, I'll get to share with you at some stage some of the great things that happened there. Isn't it amazing what the Father's doing and how he is opening up the doors uh, in the Arab nations? And uh, we just pray for a mighty move of the Spirit. Hallelujah. So what a blessed time we are in. Just going to take a moment to give a shout out. I see we've got Lola there in Florida. Welcome. We've got Cassandra. Welcome. We've got uh, Russell. Good to see you. We've got Jeff. Good to see you. We've got Esther in the morning in Australia. Good to see you. We've got Sharon. Good to see you from Tobago. <laughs> yeah, missed you guys too. It's good to be with you. And uh, we're just going to spend some time in the war. This is an awesome time. We are in the fall feasts of the Lord. And, you know, sometimes we talk about the spring feast being fulfilled in the first coming of Messiah, the fall feast being fulfilled in the second coming of the Messiah. But I think it's more appropriate to communicate it as the, the spring feasts are about how Yeshua impacts your life personally. And the fall feasts are related to how Yeshua impacts the nation. So what do we have? We have uh, uh, this, this time of the Feast of Trumpets. We have the declaration. We have the sound that is rising. Get ready. Get ready. And it's a sound that is going out to the nations. Um, you know, Yeshua wants to be known in the nations. We're about to come up to Yom Kippur tomorrow evening here in the land of Israel. And, and what's that about? The atonement, the day of atonement. Well, we know Yeshua has been our atoning sacrifice and we are waiting to see the fullness of atonement over the whole nation and then we'll be moving into Sukkot he tabernacled amongst us well we saw that fulfilled in the first coming of Messiah because Yeshua was born on the first day of tabernacles and on that last great day the eighth day that's the day that he was circumcised and he was named hallelujah so in the midst of this we see that these are fulfillments that have taken place there's also fulfillments that are to come. Thank you, Father. But, you know, one of the things when we look at coming up to Yom Kippur, we know that it's the place of repentance. You have, after trumpets, something that they call the ten days of awe. It's the ten days of repentance. And it's a time when we can minister to the Jewish people on the need of salvation, on the need that, uh, you know, we do need forgiveness of our sins. And uh, I do want us to read from Psalm 130, and then we're going to read in, in the book of Acts and a few other places. And, you know, we're just, we're just going to share some words of encouragement and just really pressing in to understand what price did our Messiah pay? Did Yeshua pay the price for you? Did he pay the price for me? You know, the devil, he wants to rob you 
of the blessings and the fullness of what Yeshua has done for you. And we want to take back what the devil is stealing. We want to align ourselves in Messiah. So, Father, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for time to come into your presence. We thank you for your word, that your word is a lamp unto our feet. We rejoice that our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. We rejoice that if you be for us, who can be against us? We release the blessing and favor of a mighty God over our lives tonight. And we ask for supernatural alignment within our hearts, Father, that uh, you will do a work in the spirit and it will manifest in the flesh that we will see your fullness. That's what we ask for more than anything, that we may reflect your glory to this generation. So, Father, whatever work you have to do to take us to that place, we give you permission to purify us, to purify the body of Messiah. Father, we want to pray for Israel right now, tonight. Father, we pray for Jerusalem, for the the shalom of Yehovah to be revealed in Jerusalem. May the Messiah be seen in Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. We call out, Father, for repentance. We call out for deliverance here within the land. And many people have been getting together today and just really pressing in on repentance and revival. And uh, there's lots of worship going on in different parts of the world um, and uh, ministry that's going on as people are standing in the gap for the nations and saying, Father, have your way. And it is important that at this time, especially in the fall feast, We want to see a mighty outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh in the nations. And this is the time where we should be calling out because the spring feasts are dealing with us personally. He is my Passover lamb. He has forgiven me of my sins. Hallelujah. And then we deal with um, uh, Pentecost, uh, Shavuot, you know, the the outpouring of the Spirit within our life being mikvahed in the Holy Spirit. We cannot do anything without um, our uh, our sins being forgiven, the recognition that the Messiah is the price. He is the Lamb. He did pay the price, so the death angel will pass over us. Death has no sting, hallelujah, because of who the Messiah is. So we rejoice, and I hope you're blessed and encouraged tonight as we just look at a few scriptures, because it doesn't matter how long you've been walking in the faith. It doesn't take much, especially if you're in the place of isolation, that the enemy can start chipping away and finding ways on how he can pull you down so that you're not walking in the fullness of Yehovah. And, uh, you know, there's some times in our life where you've got to pull yourself aside and really press in. And it's not a negative thing. It's very important that we are aligned in the Spirit. Because there's, there's seasons and there's times where it's not about the words you receive from other people. The greatest word you will ever receive isn't going to come from man. It's going to come from the Holy Spirit. We need to hear the voice of God. We need the dependence on his voice that we can walk in his ways. Um, We've got uh, some uh, uh, friends here in Israel and people that we know uh, in northern Israel. Uh, Caroline Hyde, she's been taken into hospital suffering with a stroke and we just stand in the gap and speak life over her. And on the same day, our daughter uh, Deborah has been taken into hospital. She was found unconscious with uh, blood sugar numbers not being right. So we just want to call out 
for salvation and deliverance over their lives that the Father will uh, just minister to them and bring them to full health and strength. And if you're listening and watching right now and you've got prayer requests and you want to share, if you look in the header, you'll see my email address. You can email me and uh, we will stand in the gap and pray for you. Um, if you want to post prayer requests on the feed for, for all of us to pray with you as we are on this broadcast, please feel free to do that. I want to encourage you to invite people, share on your Facebook, uh, YouTube, or however you share on social media. Just invite people and encourage people to come and listen to this message just now as we take time into the Word. So what are we What are we at? We, we had the celebration of Feast of Trumpets. I had Haley and Hannah working for me here in Kasaria, Israel, the site of the new moon, identifying if we can see the moon as I was in Dubai. And uh, it was a blessing to do a short broadcast there from the hotel in the marina section in Dubai. And um, we moved into a place where uh, we recognize that Yom Kippur is the most important day in the feast. It's the most important feast in the scriptures. And even Israel will shut down and have a day of fasting. Why? Because they recognize how important it is. Now, the Jewish people, they believe that every year they've got to make sure their name is in the book of life. And as we study in the scriptures, we discover that when we are in Messiah, that our name is written in his blood in the Lamb's book of life. And, uh, you know, we don't have to be wondering what good deeds we have to do to make sure that uh, we are walking with God for another year. We have been given eternal life. And let's just read uh, where that's written in the Scriptures just to make the declaration of that. We'll do that uh, right now in John chapter 3. Um, it says uh, in John chapter 3, verse 16, For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For Elohim did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of Elohim's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because of their, their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through Elohim. Thank you, Father. God, he loved the world so much he gave his son. It's about eternal life. So Yom Kippur, if you look at the emphasis that um, Judaism puts on this one day, just to make sure they get through for another year. And we read in the scripture, what, what is, what's Yeshua saying in John chapter 3? If you accept me, if you come unto me, if you receive the Son of God, you will receive forgiveness of sins and you will also walk in eternal life. Now, we don't have the fullness of salvation. We are being saved each day. But I want to encourage you that we can align ourselves in faith, that we can have assurance 
of who we are. Maybe you're watching right now and, you know, the enemy's telling you, you know, you're, you're not saved. You know, God doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. Um, and you feel downcast. And I, I just want to encourage you just to rise up in Messiah. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Don't let the devil steal your salvation. In First John chapter 5, verse 11, and it says, And this is the testimony. Elohim has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Hallelujah. So we want to uh, walk in the life that God has given us. So I want to ask you a question. Do you have the Son of God? And at Feast of Trumpets, what did we talk about? We talked about, uh, you know, the sound rising, the importance of sharing our faith, ministering the gospel to this generation, ministering words of truth, instead of just, you know, looking at all the uh, condemnation and things and the wrath of God that's coming forth at the end of the end. Yes, we know those things are coming. But in the fall feast, what we want to do is we want to say, Father, will you move in our nations, not just in your own personal life? And, you know, I want, I want to get you out of a selfish mode about me, myself, and I and dealing with your own problems and the things that you're going through and, and getting you to the place of focusing on the needs of others. Will you minister into the hearts of others? Will you minister into the brokenhearted? Will you step out and bring Yeshua to this generation? This is the hour. This is the time for us to rise up. So, you know, as I was just sitting praying and uh, you know just really enjoying the day just to be great to be back you know uh, <laughs> it was an interesting flight we had last night uh, coming out of Dubai to Ethiopia of all places um, the wheeling and dealing that was going on in the plane and all the things <laughs> it, it was something else it took me like an hour and a half to get checked in and that was down the the business class line uh, because everyone had about six big boxes and these televisions that were huge you know, it must have been like a, a hundred inches or 120 inches. You know, walking down the, the hallways and the whole hallway is blocked because someone's walking down with a television. And they're loading all this stuff onto the airplane on their baggage. <laughs> Took ages to get on the plane, but we got on the plane. And then on the plane from Dubai to Ethiopia, uh, they're all wheeling and dealing. And everyone's got bags walking up and down. And there's all sorts of stuff going on. I've never seen anything like it on a flight in my life. Uh, very different when you get on these African flights, the, the things that happen. Hallelujah. Anyway, but as I was just spending time in the scriptures, um, I just really felt it was important that uh, we get to the place of, of really understanding that our Messiah has paid the price, that there is a biblical order that we witness and, and that we need to deliver. And, and, and my encouragement again today is, yes, walk in repentance, pray for repentance, but let's not think about us right now. You know, just recognize who you are in Messiah. We, we should be living a life in daily repentance anyway. Now let's stand in the gap and really press in for the needs of others. And I want to encourage you as we come to Yom Kippur that you will uh, set aside your time to fast and to pray as well. It's a holy convocation. It's a high Sabbath that we go into uh, tomorrow night and uh, to Monday evening. And I encourage you, fast and pray 
and say, Father, move in the nations. Pray for Israel. So anyway, I want to read in the book of Acts chapter 4, and then we're going to go to uh, the book of Psalms. But um, um, I'm just going to read uh, from verse 1 in Acts 4. And we might end up just reading you know, the first 22 verses of this scripture. So the priests and the captain of the temple guards and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Yeshua the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. The next day the rulers, the elders, and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Ananias, uh, the high priest, was there, and so was Caphias, uh, uh, John, Alexander, and the other men of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them, By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, he said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, If we are being called to account today for an act of kindness, shown to a cripple, because the portion in chapter 3 uh, is the beggar uh, that's set free. From kindness, uh, 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 an act of kindness shown to a cripple, um, and are asking how he was healed, then know this, you are all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, Nazareth, who you crucified, by whom Elohim raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is the stone the builders rejected, which has become the capestone. And here's the key verse here in verse 12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which you must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Yeshua. And what does it say? Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Hallelujah. We want to release the anointing of salvation. We want to be interceding to say, Father, bring salvation to this generation. Father, for those who are in hopeless uh, places, that those who are broken, Father, may your salvation come forth today. There's only one place that salvation is found. There is only one gospel. And, uh, you know, I was listening to some broadcasts and, uh, you know, we've got so many doctrines out there today, uh, so many uh, communications because we don't understand the gospel. We've got to get to the place where we understand that salvation is found only in Yeshua of Nazareth. And this is consistent with the scriptures, you know. The very fact that salvation is only found in Messiah proves that Yeshua is the Messiah, that there, he's not bringing another religion. He's not opening up another door. It's not, here's the method for the Jews, and here's the method for the Gentiles. There's only one way 
that we can be saved, and that is in Messiah. So if we go to uh, Matthew chapter 1, uh, just turn there in your scriptures. Um, just try to think what verse it is here. Okay. Um, okay, where are we at? Matthew chapter 1. Verse 20, but after he had considered this, this is uh, Joseph, he's about to divorce Mary because she's found to be pregnant. After he had considered this, the angel of Yehovah appeared to him in a dream and says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Ruach HaKodesh, is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Yehoshua, Yeshua, because he will save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. All this took place to fulfill what Yehovah had said through the prophets. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means Elohim with us. Hallelujah. So we speak forth the salvation <laughs> his name is salvation thank you father so you know we don't just find uh, that it's a new testament reference that salvation is found in the messiah so in judaism today you know what are they going to do with this day of atonement tomorrow night what are they going to do are they going to be sitting there wondering if things are in place uh, is a name going to be written in the book of life what a great moment we have to share the love of Yeshua that we need to be found in him. So in Psalm chapter 30, uh, there's an interesting scripture at the end, and I just want to share it because our title tonight is, In His Word I Put My Hope. And we want to refer to the scriptures and stand upon the word of Yehovah <coughs> to see his promises. But we also want to take the word and minister it into this generation. You can speak forth the word <coughs> into this generation. You can share your faith with others. Are you sharing your faith? Are you one that likes to minister and give words of encouragement to others and to speak the truth according to the scripture? It says in verse 1, Out of the depth I cry to you, O Elohim. O Elohim, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Yehovah, keep a record of sins, O Yehovah, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. I wait for Yehovah. My soul waits. And in his word, I put my hope. My soul waits for Yehovah. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. So we talked about the watchmen of the Feast of Trumpets and the importance of what it meant to carry that trumpet to uh, declare the warning or to proclaim um, the sighting of the new moon and so on and so forth. But my soul waits for Yehovah more than the watchman waits for the morning. I want my shift to end. Uh, I'm watching diligently all the way to the very end. And then when the day breaks, my shift is over. Hallelujah. That's what it's talking about. But how much does your soul wait for Yehovah? Are we waiting for him? Oh, Israel, verse 7, put your hope in Yehovah. 
For with Yehovah is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all of their sins. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. So we recognize that salvation is found in no other name other than the name of Yeshua. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Hallelujah. So we want to stand upon your promises today. We recognize that all your promises are yes and amen, that you paid the price. So are we familiar with the the scriptures that we can stand on and share into other people's lives? In Romans chapter 6, let's just turn there and we'll just share a few scriptures and, you know, just, just be encouraged. But, you know, I want you again our encouragement today is to say, Father, you know, we want to see your word come alive. And we put our hope in your word. But we also ask that the hope of salvation will come to our nations. That uh, hope will be revealed to this generation. We don't want to sit back. We don't want to sit back and miss it. But Father, we want to be those that are bringing forth the love of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Um, Where are we going to read from? Okay, let's have a look. Uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and, and have become slaves to Elohim, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. Did you hear that? But now that you have been set free from sin and become slaves to Elohim, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. So, Father, we just want to speak forth your holiness into this generation. We're not going to sit back with the doom and gloom prophets. Oh, the end. Get ready. Get your bug out bags ready. Get everything done. No, we are going to proclaim your glory to be manifest on the earth. As long as it's up to me, as long as it's up to you, let's be proclaimers of his name. Proclaim his name. We don't need to get the people ready for wrath. We need to get the people ready for salvation. Hallelujah. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to Elohim, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of Elohim is eternal life in Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. Hallelujah. So be encouraged. Let's stand upon his promises. That's a great scripture that you can share with others as we want to get the word um, written out and a clear understanding in our hearts. And, you know, I'm sharing these scriptures. You know, start meditating on these scriptures we're sharing tonight um, and proclaiming them. You have the ability to proclaim the word of Yehovah. Proclaim his word. We're going to go to Ephesians. And, you know, I I encourage you, even over uh, uh, the time of Day of Atonement, you know, take time to read a book of the Bible, meditate on a portion of Scripture as you fast, and, and, and really press in to capture what the Holy Spirit is saying in uh, His Word. You know, it says in verse 7 uh, of Ephesians chapter 1, in fact, I'm going to just go back and read from verse 3. You know, what I love about the book of Ephesians, it's Paul proclaiming the very same gospel as Yeshua. 
And there's so many misunderstandings in the book of Ephesians and in Christianity to what it truly means. You know, we have the most famous scripture of the one new man doctrine that comes forth in Ephesians chapter 2. But it's not about the Jews and the Gentiles coming together as one. That's not what it's about. It's about the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom coming together as, as one. And, and those of the nations are called to be grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. So let's just read from verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1. Praise be to Elohim and Father of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Messiah. And this is why you and I are called to prophesy. We are called to proclaim. Why? Because we have been blessed in the heavenly realm. We need to pull down from heaven the promises of Yehovah to bring transformation to this generation. You have authority. And just as Peter and John were proclaiming, you know, in chapter 4, uh, just run there a second, in verse 13, what did it say? It says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they are unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Yeshua. Why? They proclaimed the boldness of God. They had the revelation and the authority of the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. They waited to receive power from on high. And who are they speaking to? They are speaking to who? They're speaking to the leaders, the rulers, the teachers of the law, the Sadducees. And what are they doing? They are proclaiming that salvation is found in no one else. And there's no other name under heaven by which man must be saved. And Father, we pray as we are in preparation for Yom Kippur, for the Day of Atonement. Father, we pray for a mighty outpouring of repentance in the land of Israel and in the nations. Will you pour out your Spirit upon the earth at this time in Yeshua's name? So, you are blessed, you've been blessed in the heavenly realms. We all have, with every spiritual blessing in Messiah. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Yeshua the Messiah in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of Elohim's grace, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the, the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he um, purposed <coughs> in Messiah to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment. Hallelujah. So we are pressing towards a day. We are pressing towards his glory being revealed in the whole earth to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Messiah. Hallelujah. We praise the name of Yeshua. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined, according to his plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who are being 
uh, who who were the first to hope in Messiah might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were indeed in Messiah when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, whom is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are Elohim's possession to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. So what does it say here in verse 13? And you also were included in Messiah when you heard the word of truth. And, you know, in his word I put my hope. That's what we're reading in Psalm 130. We heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So, Father, we want to proclaim salvation and deliverance in the nations. We want to proclaim a mighty outpouring of your Spirit. And we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in in connecting uh, Muslim countries uh, with Israel. And and these are just signs of things that's happening. Listen, modern-day Israel is not uh, the the salvation that we see in Scripture. It's It's not the Israel based on the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, it's those of faith. You know, you can have circumcision, but if you're not found a Messiah, you need salvation. And we need to see the fullness of what the the true house of Israel will look like in the land. And the reality is this, we need to intercede on behalf of Israel right now because the Israel we see in the land of Israel is not the Israel we see in the Scriptures. We see democracy, not theocracy. We see a nation that's willing to compromise rather than a nation that's willing to stand upon the Torah. So, Father, we pray that Yeshua will be revealed in this generation for such a time as this. So, Father, we thank you that you paid the price for us. And in 1 Corinthians, if we go there, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, You know, it's great to just be encouraged in the Word, and I hope you've been encouraged right now as we're just sharing through these scriptures. You might be thinking, well, you know, I'm already saved. Look, it's not about you. It's about refreshing ourselves and and understanding that Yeshua, He paid the price. Because I I want to birth in your spirit tonight and in my heart tonight that we will intercede, that we will genuinely intercede for the brokenhearted to make a difference to this generation. Thank you, Father. It says in verse 19, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from Elohim? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor Elohim with your body. You were bought with a price. Yeshua paid the price. He paid the price so that you could walk in freedom. We also see Paul mention it again in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, um, verse 22. For he who was a slave when he was called by Yehovah is um, the Lord's free man. Similarly, he who was a free man when he was called is Messiah's slave. You were bought, verse 23 of chapter 7, you were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brothers, each man is responsible to Elohim and he should remain 
in the situation Elohim has called him to. And what was this talking about? It's talking about uh, marriage, divorce. It's talking about relationships. How should we walk as we come to faith in Messiah? Do we get saved and just change our entire world? You know, no. If your husband and your wife are not saved, start interceding for them. Start proclaiming the salvation of God to come forth. But it's understanding this. You were bought at a price. Uh, don't become slaves of men. Recognize who we are, a Messiah, and start covering our families. Start covering our husbands, our wives, our children. Stand in the gap and proclaim his name. This is a great day that we can see the glory of Yehovah. So in the book of Titus, if we turn there, Titus, in the T's, as we say, as we look through Scripture, uh, Titus chapter 2, um, verse uh, 11, if we start with there, living in response to Elohim's grace, uh, verse 11, For the grace of Elohim that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great Elohim and Savior Yeshua, the Mashiach, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager to do what is good. These then are the things you should teach, encourage, rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. And what we see here is we see the importance. Look, let's get ourselves in line. Let's recognize the redemption that we're walking in so we can be those who will stand in the gap and pray for the needs of others. And uh, one of my favorite scriptures concerning salvation and deliverance of Yeshua um, is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter uh, 53. So we'll just turn there. And, uh, you know, look... Read from Isaiah 52, 13, all the way through. It's amazing, but I'm just going to pull on uh, the scripture in verse 5. Isaiah 53, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds we have been healed. By his wounds we have been healed. And this is the key, not just for salvation, but he paid the price. And this is what I want us to get hold of tonight. Father, we intercede that your name will be proclaimed across the nations today. Your name will be proclaimed across the nations tomorrow as we come into Yom Kippur, that there'll be a mighty outpouring of your spirit that will bring transformation to make such an impact within the nations. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we have been healed we were healed so father we just want to stand on the gap right now and we pray for uh, repentance and we pray for a mighty outpouring of your spirit we want to align ourselves to say father give us opportunity 
to share the love of Yeshua to people today uh, through this season. Give us an opportunity to see your glory manifest within the lives of the brokenhearted. Father, help us to think beyond just what we're going through, what we face, and help us to see your glory. Help us to see things from your perspective and not from our perspective. And Father, help us to be truthful with people that they will see the truth, that they will not be discouraged and not be downcast, thinking where is the hope, where is the answers. But we ask, Father, that you will bring forth your answer to this generation, that we will see a mighty outpouring of your Spirit. As it says in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And Father, I ask, Father, that you will take our lives, Father, that we will give our lives for bringing forth salvation to this generation. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the, the word tonight and I hope it's stirring in your heart the importance of intercession and the importance. Father, use us. May you fill us up and send us out to speak forth your transformation to this generation. What a blessing it is to see you. We've got Glenn uh, joining us as well. We've got Deborah there in Texas. Good to see you. Uh, we've got John Gibson. Good to see you, John. Uh, in the UK, isn't it, John? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we've got CJ in Oklahoma. Good to see you. We've got Paula as well. Good to see you, Paula, in Arkansas. Um, just looking through uh, the comments there. Um, if, you just, if you're tuning in right now, you just want to give us a shout out, just let us know where you're watching from. If you're blessed and encouraged with today's message, we're going to be broadcasting uh, for Yom Kippur as well. And uh, we'll just uh, get into a bit of the Word and have a time together as well to stand in the presence of Yehovah. What a blessing it is to serve a mighty God. And what a blessing it is to see uh, His hand upon our lives and, and together that we can be an encouragement to each other. We can press in. But I'm looking forward to the testimonies of what the Father's doing in your life as you're reaching out. And I, I encourage you, come on, step out, share your faith. Yeah, I used to have that poster in my bedroom when, when I was a kid. It was a picture of a jar, and it said, don't keep faith in the jar, you know, like a jam jar, piece of toast, spread your faith around. Come on, let's share our faith. Don't be afraid to share your faith. We should be actively training ourselves on an ongoing basis on how we share our faith. And the more you share your faith with others, the greater revelation you have and, the, and the, the greater your ability in evangelism and outreach to make a change to this generation. Hope you've been blessed and encouraged. If you want to support the ministry, if you look at the header, you've got a link there to give on bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. Like I said, if you've got prayer requests or there's things that you want us to stand and pray for, please send them to the email, kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. That's also in the header. You can go to the website. You can post through the comments, uh, uh, through the, uh, where am I, on the contact page and let us know what's going on. Um, I, I appreciate everyone who is standing with the ministry and giving in this fall feast season as well. Thank you to everyone who's writing to us. Uh, we haven't been broadcasting every day right now. Listen, we are pressing forward right now as a ministry. We're pressing in 
dealing with spiritual warfare, dealing with all of the uh, assignments and the things that's hitting against us and our work here in the land. And we're asking the Father just to unlock key things to take us to the next phase. We are going to be a ministry that will be producing written material for discipleship training. We're writing, we're working on those things right now. And we're asking for the resources to be released so that we can do more in broadcasting, more in written stuff, so that we can focus on training, equipping, and releasing people in evangelism and building and discipling the body of Messiah. That's what Bulldozer Faith is all about. So if you just joined us right now, I encourage you, uh, sign up for our newsletters, our e-news. Let me just send you a link for that right now, if I can do that. I'm sure I can. Uh, we don't we don't send emails out all the time, um, but if you get on our email list, you'll get updates from the ministry. There's things that we send out by email that we don't share on public platforms, and uh, we also have uh, a place for intercessory prayer. Um, that is found on Bulldozer Faith uh, Facebook page. You can go on there. And it's under the section, let me just bring it up, under the groups. Uh, maybe I can send you a direct link to that group. I'm sure I can do that. Give me two seconds. It's our intercessory group. And what I love about this area is it's not, it's not just about me praying, but how do we all stand together and pray? So click on that link there, share it with others. And... Uh, We've got uh, we've got a few people that are asking to join right now, so let's go in and let's approve them right now. So if you go on that link right now, I'll approve you to join the group, and uh, then we can we can spend time in prayer together in a private section. You can share things that you might not want to share publicly, uh, but you can also ask for prayer requests if things are are private, and we keep those things private as a group. And we stand in the gap. And what I love about it is we've got people in from all different countries around the world. So there's always someone available to pray when those uh, prayer requests go out there. So thanks for everyone that participates as well. And uh, I hope you will take time as well to uh, pray for the prayer requests on the intercessory group as well. Okay, well, blessings. Thanks for joining with me. Look forward to ministering this Yom Kippur as we get ready for the fast, and many call it the most important day ever. But let me tell you something. Receiving Yeshua and having the atoning sacrifice of the Lamb of God applied to your life is the most important decision we will ever make in our lives. Hallelujah. That we will have forgiveness of sins and we will have eternal life. And that's not the hope that the Jewish people have today. But we are called to bring forth the hope. And as we went through Acts chapter 4, what do I love about Peter and John? 5,000 were added as they shared the hope in Messiah. So Father, let us get the hope of Messiah out to this generation. I want to thank you for watching. Until next time, Shavua Tov. <laughs> have a blessed week. Talk to you soon. Bye.